Welcome back to Return to Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Curry. If this is your first time here with me, then allow me to say welcome to the show. And thank you very much for joining us today. If you've been here before, I appreciate your continued loyalty to the truth, this podcast, and for coming back for more. If you haven't yet listened to our previous podcast episode, or season for that matter, then please make sure you go back and give it a listen. The last episode we did was Season 2, Episode 11, Dare to be a Daniel. Make sure to check it out. With that said, we will be taking a short break this season. We will resume on September 24th after this episode. So set yourself a reminder and come back and listen. As always, before we begin any episode, we need to ask God to guide us into a better understanding of His Word. So, with that said, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for being a shelter that we can run to in the time of storms. We thank you for calming the storms of life we face. We know that the storms are only temporary and that you alone hold the peace, comfort, and safety we all need in your arms. We ask now that you will grant us that peace, whatever the storm we are facing. Bless all those affected by a storm and give them the strength to stand. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. The title of today's episode is The Eye of the Storm. So as I write this script right now, Hurricane Idelia, a powerful Category 2 storm, has rapidly intensified and is threatening a potentially catastrophic collision with Florida's west coast, basically right in my backyard. It's expected to continue to strengthen into a major Category 3 hurricane before it reaches Florida's Big Bend coast, where it's expected to make landfall Wednesday morning. The National Hurricane Center said, parts of the state's Gulf Coast should expect life-threatening storm surge. When the storm's wind pushed the ocean ashore, the center said, there is a great potential for death and catastrophic devastation. Saying this, residents were ordered to evacuate. Storm surge on the coastal regions are projected as non-survival. Now, I've been through a number of hurricanes over the years, so this is nothing really new to me. But the aftermath, the devastation, is something I can never truly get over. Let's take a look at some interesting facts about hurricanes. Number one, typical hurricanes are about 300 miles wide, although they can vary considerably in size. Number two, the eye at the hurricane center is relatively calm, clear area approximately 20 to 40 miles across. Number three, the eye wall surrounding the eye is composed of dense clouds that contain the highest winds in the storm. You know, they say when you find yourself in a hurricane, you should hide from the wind and run from the water. In other words, get inland, get indoors, stay high and stay dry. Hurricanes have killed more people worldwide in the past 50 years than any other natural disaster. Being prepared, being ready, and watching is crucial to this. You see, unlike tornadoes, with hurricanes, you get an advance notice. You get a decent amount of buffer. 
You know when and where it will make landfall. You have time to get yourself together and make preparations and plans to hunker down or get out of dodge. But what happens if you are not prepared? What if you aren't paying attention? You may find yourself in the eye of the storm, unprepared, looking for safety, or you may not find yourself at all and be swept away by the winds. Luke chapter 8 verses 23 says, And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. Believe it or not, there is another type of storm coming. It's not a tornado or a hurricane, but a storm unlike anything you have ever experienced or seen before. It's coming for all of us, whether we like it or not. It affects every area of our lives that it touches. To some, it may seem quiet or peaceful right now. But don't be fooled. You may very well be in the eye of the storm yourself and not even know it. The storm is already here. Some are being swept away by it right now. Don't give in to it. It's not over, and you aren't finished yet. How ready are you? How prepared are you watching? What are you doing to help? Or are you sleeping through all of it? It says here in Mark chapter 14, 3741, that he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again. For their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. Then he came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. So let's repeat a part of this. Simon, are you sleeping? Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. Maybe we should be asking ourselves this very same question. Are we sleeping? Are we truly aware of what's going on in our own lives? Do we see it yet? Are we as Christians awake? The storm is here. Are you aware of where you are at in it? Or are you willing to wait until Jesus says it is enough and that all is lost? Revelation 22.11 says, He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. Not a verse I like to quote or talk about, but seriously here, look at this world. Look at the church. How far have we come? Can we even hear the voice of Jesus calling us anymore in the storm we are in? What are we even doing? Do you realize or fully comprehend what is happening? That bar keeps getting pushed farther and farther. The new normal keeps changing and we keep compromising on our beliefs, our witness, and our morals. And for what? You know, it says in the Bible, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. I say watch and pray that you will be ready for when you do. 
watch and pray that you can overcome the storms of this life that will take you away from your safety and distract you from the storm that is going on right now. What would you rather have when the enemy might attack? Someone on guard duty who is simply waiting for the enemy to show up? Or someone on guard duty who is watching to see if the enemy has showed up? The difference between waiting and watching, it might mean the difference between life and death. If you're waiting, you're not looking. And before you know it, the storm is already here and you have become a part of it. Paul describes what the storm will look like in the last days in his letter to Timothy. We see here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1-7, through People will be lovers of self, money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having forms of godliness, but denying its power. You know, there's a story that says, years ago in East Tennessee, there was an old man who would fill a shoulder sack with acorns and take a sharpened stick and head out each morning into the forest area and the mountains. Here and there, he would poke a hole in the ground and place an acorn in it, covering it with the dirt with his shoes. He did this every day for years. When asked about it, he stated, someone has to think about the future. We see here he wasn't just waiting for the future to come along. He was watching it come, and in the process, he was doing something about it. That's what we should be doing right now. We should be alert. We should be prepared. We should be ready and watching. Not conforming to this world, not filling in the gaps. We should be pushing back against that storm. We get so comfortable with the things around us, and we start to allow things to happen that we would never have before. Before we know it, the enemy has crept in and is now within our midst. More and more we find ourselves being weighted down by the world and the cares of this life. The storm is already here. It's time to wake up. Now I'm speaking to myself here as well. Sometimes the hardest thing I can do is to speak on here about the very things I struggle with. Practice what you preach, they say. Sometimes it's easier said than done. Yes, our troubles are overwhelming. Sometimes we can't even breathe. We're tired and worn with a heavy heart from the work it takes to keep on beating. Before you know it, we are letting the storm take us away. You give in and you let the world in and you invite sin into your life. You raise the white flag and you don't even know you raised it. So what do you do when you find yourself in the eye of the storm? When you realize you've left yourself wide open and not prepared? Well, Jesus says in John chapter 16, verse 33, In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus said that storms will come in our lives, but they don't have to overcome us. Sometimes he calms the raging storms, but other times he calms his child instead. I don't know about you, but right now, I need some calm in my life. 
One thing I've learned as a Christian is that God doesn't take away the storm. Not always. He instead will be there with you. As you go through it, you will have someone to fight with you, to lean on. He doesn't always take you out of it. Let's look at some commentary on the matter and see what it has to say. The storm is coming. The storm that will try every man's faith of what sort it is. Believers must now be firmly rooted in Christ, or else they will be led astray by some phase of error. That's from Evangelism 361 and 362. Let's take a look at some more. Oh, may God endure us with His Spirit and make us strong in His strength. In that great day of supreme and final triumph, it will be seen that the righteous were strong, and that the wickedness in all its forms and with all its pride was a weak and miserable failure and defeat. We will cling close to Jesus. We will trust Him. We will seek His grace and His great salvation. We must hide in Jesus, for He is our covert from the storm, a present help in the time of trouble. It would be well for us to spend a thoughtful hour each day in contemplation of the life of Christ. We should take it point by point and let the imagination grasp each scene, especially the closing ones. The only defense against evil is the indwelling of Christ in the heart through faith in His righteousness. Unless we become vitally connected with God, we can never resist the unhallowed effects of self-love, self-indulgence, and temptation to sin. We may leave off many bad habits. For the time, we may part company with Satan, but without a vital connection with God, through the surrender of ourselves to Him, moment by moment, we shall be overcome. Without a personal acquaintance with Christ and a continual communion, we are at the mercy of the enemy and shall do his bidding in the end. That's the desire of ages. With that said, how many times do we allow the storms to consume us every day of our lives? And when we allow these things, these troubled times to come into our lives and find ourselves deeper and deeper in despair, perhaps even to the point of bringing on ourselves depression and anxiety. We may even feel closed in, perhaps, or even take refuge in something that can't even save us. This is where the storm becomes even more dangerous, because before you know it, you get swept up in it, and you forget how far the storm has taken you. So in closing, I want to say this, don't get caught up in the storms of life. Don't let them change who you are. Don't forget that that storm you are in doesn't have to control you. Take a moment. Look back. Look at where you are and ask yourself, am I in the eye of the storm or am I in the eye of the Savior? As I end this script, I can tell you now that the impending doom of the hurricane Adelia veered west and stayed offshore for the most part, in my area. I hope all of those who were in the path can say the same thing. I ask for prayers and peace and comfort extended to those who are affected. I'll end with this. Corey Ten Boom said this, Like being in the center of a hurricane, there is absolute peace and quiet. With God, there is no safer place than in the center of His will.
That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We have so much more coming your way. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Just search the name Return to Truth and look for the logo. So feel free to drop us a Bible question and we will answer it here on the show. You can even leave a comment or even request a shout out. You can find Return to Truth on many different podcast apps. Just search Return to Truth and look for the logo. Make sure to follow this podcast channel on any of those apps or websites to stay up to date. Don't forget to then comment and rate because I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you have to say. And please share this podcast as much as you can. Get it out into the world, into your community, because everybody needs to hear the Word of God. With that said, we will be taking a short break and we'll resume on September 24th. So set yourself a reminder to come back and listen. Two weeks from today, September 24th, remember to stay tuned as we return to truth.